Chatting with Sherry. Today I'm really excited to welcome Beth Bray and Penny Dickinson of Miss Fisher's Modern Mysteries. We had a really fun chat. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Beth and Penny. And we're used to it, so it's not. It's not. Um, it's quite familiar, isn't it? You know, you just end up. You know, I feel like I'm just. I've just gone back to my lockdown wardrobe. <laughs> Fairly comfortable and sweats, right? Or like your sweats and your hair in a yes. ponytail, right? <laughs> no, I try. Yes. I, I to get things done. I try and put something more structured on it's just a pair of jeans even <laughs> I, don't. Know, I you am don't. just you don't. I don't I'll do a long walk or train yeah. I'll do something nice it's indoor clothes it's pajamas or sweat oh, I know I just mm-hmm. have to break it up every now and then <laughs> and there's a lot of down wearing I just, <laughs> it's because it's winter here so it's, it's cold um <laughs> There's a lot of down going on. No, I have had a couple of full lycra days. That's very much a lockdown staple. (laughs) Yes. I know, I know. Yeah. uh, I think I've got, uh, I mean, I'm glad we're in summer, so now I can wear shorts and tank tops instead of my sweats, because my sweats were kind of getting frayed. Um, (laughs) I know, I've worn out a few pairs of... of, uh, Run the trainer shoes, walking, stomping oh, around the long walks. Yes. Oh yeah, because you're yeah, you're a great walker, Beth. Yes. yes. Yeah. Are you in the country? Oh, Jesus. Are you out in the country? Are you? You said you do no, a lot of walking. I'm, are you I'm out right in the country in or are you in the city? Oh, I'm right in the centre of Melbourne along the Yarra River so I'm in the city so I walk all the way around the river. It's a beautiful walk but there are days I'm like I'm over this but yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's I'm a, a lot bit... worse. Yeah. Mm. It's, what were you saying Beth? 
if there are people doing it much tougher. So I mean, oh, you yeah. know, suck yeah. it up. I mean, it depends where you live. Everyone, because we have a, we're in lockdown, and then we have a um, a five kilometre radius that we can move in. It's just been extended to ten kilometres. Um, so it's, um, I mean, Melbourne's quite a spread out, large city, mm. and so it really depends on where you live, what you have access to. So and and walking is, yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate. I live maybe. Four, five, four, five suburbs outside of the city, um, but you know, so it's lovely. There's lots of parks, and you know, it's still a little bit urban. We could, I can go as far as quite a large market um, down to the beach in St Kilda. Sh- Sherry, have you been to Melbourne? No. The closest I've been to seeing Melbourne is watching a show that is. Sort of a rival show. I don't know if I should mention it, but it's at least it's a yes. modern <laughs> Melbourne show. It's uh, well, oh. it's my life. It's murder with Lucy Lawless. I actually really enjoy it, but it's like showing oh. Melbourne oh, really yes. well. <laughs> and that's as it's close as I've gotten to actually seeing the city in a modern time and oh. the actual city. That's a great <laughs> example. Mm. That's a great yeah. example, actually. Um, they did Melbourne. it beautifully. They mm. did the city beautifully, I thought. And yeah. Oh, I thought. Yeah, you I really seen loved it. I mean, there's so many uh, uh, things that you got to see on that show. That showed. I mean, I think they went to practically every section of Melbourne when they shot it. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did a lot along the route. Yeah, they did. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's my closest. Uh, it, other than looking at it online, that's my closest to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. But I, you, when you watch it on a TV show like that, you feel like at least you you can feel it more than you can when you're like looking at pictures on a computer screen. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, oh yeah, def- yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 that's that's my it's I have this weird thing that like um places I haven't gone, I like to watch movies of it so I can feel like if I never go there at least I have the feeling of it like Italy. I've never <laughs> been there. <laughs> I and I, I saw um I eat, pray, love when she's in Rome and I saw a movie called Summertime when Catherine Hepburn which is in Venice and and it's weird because if you look at both those movies, they're in different time periods. I think uh, Catherine Hepburn's is in the 60s and Eat, Pray, Love was in 2000 and something. And mm. the Italian cities, look, even though they're different cities, they look exactly alike. They, yes. Yes. Yeah, they wow. don't change. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, that's it's a great, just, a great uh, way. Venice looks a lot mm-hmm. like Rome when, when not the you know, not the famous structures and stuff like that, but the actual, when they're in the residential areas, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, when you when you walk away from the wall, when you, yeah. Mind you, when you're there, then you realize that the canals are, are uh, everywhere, you know, and that's, I guess that's, maybe that's the difference. 
But, yeah, um, that's oh, that's exciting. Well, that's something to do when we can travel again. You've got you've got quite a list there. To... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to go to Melbourne. To I, I, that's one of my bucket places is to go to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, and it's so different to Sydney and and our other cities as well, I think, where for lots of different reasons. I mean, Sydney's beautiful as well, but um, there's a lovely, oh, what is, you know, yeah, that's a really lovely co- history and culture to Melbourne. But, there um, is, and and preservation of not even though we've got a lot of high rise. That mm. I, I live in the centre of it, and I'm looking mm. out at it all now. But they the preservation and restoration, and lots of locations were used on they used on the original Miss Fisher and our show on Miss Fisher that. The restoration of theatres and town yeah. halls and things, you know, in lots of cities, I'm from WA, things got wiped out. You would wake up in the morning and some historic something had been, certainly 60s, 70s, it wasn't seen as value and no appreciation. But Melbourne has maintained and restored, like, beautiful old theatres and... Yeah, that's you know, mm. yeah. I mean, it's challenging for us shooting to restrict what you can show that's mm. superior rec, but um, there are they have maintained that, which is beautiful. Yeah, actually, Beth, how did you was there a difference with um, the second series to the first series? Did you, um, did did they manage to, did you find more, like was there more spent on CGI no. or less or was it around the same finding? Um, location? I mean, I saw all the locations. Oh, look, but... we just, just the same. We do very limited CGI. Mm. You know, I think we did in the first series at the movie, uh, movie one, the department store had a big CGI mm. bill. We try not to avoid that it doesn't look great so we try mm. probably look I think it's hard to find the modernist six true six, early 60s late 50s architecture mm. we in this series certainly sharing in F1 you'll see we go into an amazing house that has been untouched and has got all these fantastic 60s features and things, but they're hard to find. It's hard to find. It's easy, easier to find things from the 20s and 30s than that modernness that's been valued and maintained. Yeah, because of the, I mean, that, that it's only really sort of gained popularity in the last 10 years, hasn't it? And they're only starting to realise, you know, protecting those those, mm. those 60s. Well, the 60s yeah. had such modern lines. It was, I mean, the 20s was more of an experimentation and art, uh, um, what do they call it? Art. Uh, I can't think of it. Is it Art Deco? I thought it was a different name. Um, anyway, um, so it had that that feeling. And in the 60s, it was a very clean line. I mean, they like they liked everything matching and white or you know, or <laughs> the 
you know, the gloves and the sh- for the girls, the clothes, the the gloves and the shoes had to match with the purse and everything yeah. is matchy matchy. Mm. And I mean, it's like it, it's really totally kind of different. Um, even though there there's similarities between the 60s and 20s in both uh, building and clothing design, I there's the that to me is the difference is that. There was even in well, not until you got into the late sixties where they broke out of that. But um, they had it. Everything had a match. It had a every. It's it, like real perfect little outfits. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I think it's adorable. True. But I'm mm. just, it's very different from the twenties. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. They. I guess there was that. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought of it like that. I hadn't really made that connection, actually, until you mentioned it, the sort of the matchiness and the steps. I guess that was, um, maybe that was to do with the design at the time, the, those clean, modern lines. Um, yeah, I mean, the furniture, yeah, the you look at, like, the, all the furniture yeah. is perfectly matched. It wasn't... There was no, yeah, there was so, no yeah, eclectic well, look to it. You know, it was very, it was no, very different. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Everything. I mean, people bought interiors that were matching. That's right, matching tables, chairs, side tables, lamps. Those, you know, it was all kinds of was. You would try and match it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, it was, it was when we look back at footage. Um, from the 60s in Melbourne. Um, I I thought there was one thing with um, the fashion that had started to change in the mid-60s, and that was they were still matching, but they were starting to let go of some of those more traditional um, accessories like hats and gloves. Yeah, the hats Um, were going, except for like somebody like Kathleen Kennedy. Um. (laughs) Yeah, that's she right. She still had her little hat. Yeah. <laughs> but um but um but the um even I mean look at even in your show if you look at um Peregrine, her 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 boots might be a little different color but her 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 purse matches exactly to what her outfit jewelry and everything. Yeah. She's matching yeah, that's too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's true. There was, yeah, but definitely um, that was something. It, it keeps that clean look, um, keeping it sort of colour blocked in a way. Um, and that is very distinctly sixties, isn't it? Yeah, um, that was some. Yeah, that was something I saw, I guess, early on, and um, researching, and um, was. I mean that. The big- that Thing was the short thing. skirt for the woman. Yes, yes, yes. Even the though mini. that came on, like, like, yeah, that's right. Um, even though that sort of um, gained momentum, uh, you know, mid sixties and and on the skirt skirt length started to rise, you know, higher and higher. See, back when so nineteen sixty four in Melbourne was actually quite was still quite conservative. But um, from 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 then on, it really started to uh, 
I guess it started to change because as we saw more of the fashion coming out of Europe and America, of course, you, you know, we were, we were influenced, but we had this incredible, there's an area in Melbourne uh, within the city in Flinders Lane and that became our, our, um, our fashion industry was, was really born there. Would you say that? Absolutely, in Melbourne, definitely. Yeah, this is in Melbourne, Sherry. It was Flinders Lane. And Mm -hmm. there were these incredible um, clothing manufacturers. So everything, I mean, knitwear, um, all sorts of clothing, everything was mainly based in in the CBD, in the city, in Flinders Lane. And then from there, that's where you started to see a lot of young designers emerging and a lot of female young designers as well so that was funny when I was collecting and researching for the show and started to buy and research what I'd be buying and we also have this great um we have a great culture of collecting vintage fashion in Melbourne particularly Melbourne over Sydney and other states um there's a lot of collectors here and you could so many labels are made in Melbourne. You know, they were made and designed here. So I wasn't looking at imports so much. I mean, some people, if you had a lot of money, you would import your clothes. But most people would buy Melbourne fashion and Melbourne labels. So that was, you know, that, that was exciting to, to, to sort of see that as we were just in the beginning at the research stage and also as we were buying um, these such incredibly well-preserved clothes that came out of Melbourne, where we were filming and where we were working and where we lived. Um, and you can really see how how thriving it was. And that really beautiful were, design. Were the fashions and the designs um, influenced by, like, because from my memory, I was a little, I was a baby, but, I mean, I watched yeah. a lot of movies and read a lot and stuff. Wasn't, I mean, London, really, the influence of the world at that point? I mean, everybody looked to Carnaby Street and and Mary Quant and stuff like that. Wasn't that the big influence to Melbourne? Oh, yeah, definitely. And and also, I I think Paris as well, Um, the French designers, yeah, and and London. Because back then, the Australians, um, we've always loved to travel. And so some of our really our famous designers were were going to London in the 60s, in the early 60s. Um, there's one famous designer, Jenny Key. She was over in Carnaby Street and, and Camden Markets over in the early 60s. Um, Beth, I'm not sure about Prewaxen, yes. but, but she probably no, went to London. She, I'm not sure. I don't know that she... I don't know. I'm trying to remember her I know. I don't, I don't story. remember stories, but she might... She, a lot mm. of the designers did, the, the really bohemian ones particularly, they started to travel to London and they, they, would, they would bring back this, you know... Um, free-spirited style and start to incorporate that in their in their labels back back here. But yeah, you're you're right, Sherry. We we were very influenced by the fashion in London, and and we were still, um, I guess that was the main that that what would have been the main influence. But then you had these uh, this this growing um, um, fashion industry 
so I think it took on its own um, it, it, its own momentum and and its own style from there. But yes, it was based on um, it, it was based on the movement that was already happening in in London. Mm-hmm. And I think in Australia, like, we didn't get television till 1958. So we were yeah. much later. So we probably, you know, we in the early 60s, like we'd start seeing American shows. And I mean, we've got a high immigration population, mm-hmm. always have. And certainly Flinders Lane, they were predominantly immigrants that had, Come, who started their business right. along there? So, um, but we probably just that to get things in a timely way. I sort of feel like even the Mary Quant, those influences were probably a little bit later. Um, yes, that's right. We we were a little bit behind because mm. we. I mean, it just needed to, to you know, to actually import that fashion was... I remember listening to Marla Thomas talking about when she uh, was when she came in to do That Girl and she said that yeah. she was doing a play in London um, I think it was Barefoot in the Park, I think that's when she was doing and she said she, she just got all these clothes from uh, Carnaby Street and she just said, could I we're, you know, she was the producer, but she had to ask the studio, can I wear some of these? And that's how uh, Anne-Marie got yeah. all the cool clothes, was because Marlowe brought them all from London when she was doing yes. a play. <laughs> and yes. that wow. might have been an yeah. influence yes. on you guys, too. Because <laughs> that girl yeah, it was, was so there, think, right? Yes, it did. It did. And we also, it was really a... Um, a oh, sort of a, a, as soon as you were old enough, you were thinking about growing up. I was thinking about oh, you go to London to live, you go to yeah, you know that yeah. there was a very strong uh, feel there. But we being a season behind fashion in those early days, and really for I worked in the fashion industry for mm. you know twenty years, so I. I saw saw it changing where it, you know in the eighties and nineties you we had things that things were more immediate like they are now we've evolved to that but yeah we with fashion there would be two drops in stores a year winter summer nothing in between, between. twice. Twice in no time, and we were behind international, so we could, um, uh, you know, follow that trends were tried and seen over there. So we probably began behind till yeah. we, you know, found our own voice or fashion voice and yeah, style. Mm-hmm. I remember my um, I remember my dad talking about. That when he first, when he arrived in Australia from, from the he was English and um, so he 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 actually uh, was born and grew up in India but but with British parents and then he went to London for a couple of years 
um, in the early 60s and the late late 50s, or maybe they were there for about three, four years before they migrated to Australia. And when he came out here, he was a bit of a jazz cat. And, you know, there was the Beatles had been in, like, you know, that, that, that kind of mod fashion and look had been in London already in the early 60s from when he, and when he arrived here, he said he couldn't believe what people were wearing. You know, he had these sort of, he said, oh, our pants were like, you know, stovepipe and slim. And he said, Everyone was wearing these wide leg pants, mm. still from from the fifties. Yeah. yeah, and he was he was horrified. He said it was just the fashion was so different. He was all sort of he and his brother were all sort of slimmed mm. down, and you know he gravitated towards other English, you know, young migrants that were that had recently moved out here and they'd hang out together. He said because it looked so different. He just said it was so daggy. <laughs> Mm. Oh my god, yeah. that's so funny. But I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah. when I'm watching uh, Miss Fisher, you know, with Peregrine, it's like she's pretty much the picture I have of the early shows of that girl in Bewitched and um, the yeah. Van Dyke show. That those all took place during that time, and her clothes are very close to that. So it can't have been that far behind. <laughs> well, I think we've taken some creative license for yeah. the show. You know, she's heightened her hair and makeup. I think we had, um, we were, look, and certainly we were seeing all the international movies and things. So we were, we saw those looks, but I think, um, uh, it's um, yeah. I think we would just probably we have exaggerated the you know pushed it further to yeah, have I, I fun with so. it. I I think so. I mean, when you if if we were period correct, I think it wouldn't be maybe quite as interesting to look at. You know, in mm-hmm. in that in this heightened world. Because it is. I mean, it's this what we were saying earlier before we were um, before our interview had started. Um, the way the show's written with these strong female characters, and it is there's you know serious elements. It's murder mystery for people are dying, people mm-hmm. are being murdered. Yeah, got, got dead is, bodies. Like, it's also <laughs> light, so light-hearted. So it's as a package, I think. Um, you know, it's yes, it's serious, but it's also entertainment and light. So it, it was um, something that Beth and I talked about early on, and that was a question I had when I came on board: was how period correct um, do we do we do we go? You know, do, you know, what are those parameters? And and I think loosening that was is a great idea because we. We like to look at the 60s. If you think about the 60s, you immediately start, you think mod and Mary Quant and, and you think uh, miniskirts. You know, it's reduced down to these, you know, there's the fun elements of it. If we were to talk about the early 60s, if we were to show truly 1964 Melbourne, yeah, I mean, there, were less, there weren't that many peregrines on the street. It's not to say there weren't. I mean, some of the photos I found of more bohemian-looking people from the early 60s who perhaps had travelled, 
um, and and were in a world where they were outside conservative, the conservative conventional society. You know, they did look a bit different. So it's not like the you know, like, when type really people, think about like it. the beatniks. Exactly. Like the beatniks, you know, like that, always, because I yeah, was, I was yeah. thinking that was during that period too. I mean, it started in the fifties, but it was still right. going on in the sixty, early sixties. Yes, yes. So I think it's really, I think it made sense to show Peregrine in a way that wasn't like everyone else on the street, and that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how we were able to surround her, you know, with the, with the extras and maybe the the guest cast characters. We can, we had that there. We had a more realistic sort of um, look at you know more conventional society, but with Peregrine and and Birdie mm. as well, and even Violetta because she's this lovely sort of Italian you know heritage. Um, we could push the boundary, you know. What show something Birdie's that pretty close you know, to being she a is so unusual. Birdie. I love Violetta because she's so cool, but I just thinking Birdie's pretty close to being a beatnik. She really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Birdie she... was. I mean, we really in even in the first season, we Diana Rigg Avengers yeah. from our, our point, mm. and we and always we you know I think about how you know we initially had styled her. We just, um, she had to look like no one else in the show. And yeah. we sort of maintained that with a lot the leathers, the darker or earthier colours and things too. It just has always sort of been, um, yes, she, she's not, she's a spy, she's, you know that that it's extreme. We have taken her to an extreme, but there are times I know Penny. Like we looked at her costume, and oh yeah, hey, would she wear a man's suit or is she? And yeah. and then we've come back to no, she it it took back to the leathers and um, yeah yeah a very distinct motorcycle wear and yeah. And you just reminded yes. me of something. You know the opening um for the show uh, in the first season? I don't I actually don't I just saw the show but I don't remember if it's the same opening. But the opening for the show in the first season is is that sort of like an homage to like Girl from Uncle with uh Stephanie Powers? Um, the color, you mean the color, the sort of wheel and things? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it, it, um, we've looked at a lot of different titles and I think, um, we probably, it, I think we looked at James Bond and the old James, the circle, even Man from Uncle. You know, we we sort of pulled on a lot of different influences, and and that was done together with Channel Seven actually. So we did it. They probably that concept. Um, 
they worked on a similar concept for their promos. And so we drew on that and worked with someone on our title design and the, the colours. We've changed the, just the shades a little, a fraction for the second series, but we've made it's sort it's simple, it's iconic, and um, yeah, probably lots of different shows, not not one specific. Okay, I just I, I'm I'm a big fan of Stephanie Powers, and um, oh, there's yeah. a lot of early shows that you can't get um, access to. And I found some, like, little bits and pieces of The Girl from Uncle. And one thing they do show are the titles. And I, like, when I saw your title, I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's very oh. cool. Because um, it's very hard to get uh-huh. that. I mean, they don't show it. They don't rerun it. It's not out. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of sad because my mo- that was one of my mom and dad's favorite shows. They loved it. Um, uh-huh. but, yeah. but I just was curious. And I had to ask, so I hope you forgive me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, fine. It's good. it's good rethinking about these things, actually. It's fun. We're the origins of things and yeah, how they because, came about. Because you do so much research and you look at so much, by the time you land on something, you might, you know, it might actually be a whole sort of, you know, it might be so many elements that you've looked at before and so it's mm. uh, yeah people mention that all the time you know they might pick something out it could be a costume that reminds them of something that yes. like maybe not intentional you know it wasn't intentionally um based on one thing um mm. uh that's yeah it could be just it, it could be just a whole kind of um mix of different ideas I mean, yes. we had. I mean, we had. You know, when we started um, our um, pre-production, Sherry, for the second series, we were in a really long lockdown mm-hmm. for COVID. So we had the show with. We we were delayed. We moved those dates. Month <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for months. Probably about four four months. In, I think four in, months in total. I think yeah. probably we we probably penny even before we we didn't crew the show because we just had to keep moving. Is it moving back, moving back? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we had so much. I mean, for me, that was. I mean, it was kind of great in some ways because I had a lot of time to research. Um, yeah. And fine tune all the the you know a lot of design ideas. So by the time we we came to and I, I uh, and I think probably for Ben as well we you know we would talk mm. every now and then. Ben Bangay is our um, production designer, Sherry, and and because we all work so closely together, and he'd worked on series one. Um, so and for, and Sherry, you know that so I came in. For series two, I was I didn't I wasn't the costume designer on series one, mm-hmm. um, so I was coming into a show that was established. Um, yeah. So having this lead up time was great for me. I could really, you know, watch the first series, and I had this this 
extra time um, to to research and reference. I mean, so many, you know, lots of movies and film and reading and and images. Um, I mean, it was in in some ways a gift. <laughs> I was uh, the first in, episode, in but I got to tell you, your costumes are adorable. <laughs> for oh, for Peregrine, for Violetta. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, her gorgeous green and white one. Oh my goodness. You should, you know, we were all so excited to be at work because we'd been locked down for so long. So <laughs> we had this great office in Melbourne by the river. We were we were all pretty happy to go to work, don't you think, Beth? We were definitely. <laughs> We yes, were so definitely. excited, and I remember that day, the opening, ep- that, that first episode, and the green and white outfit. You know, things like that. So yeah. our shops weren't open, Sherry. They were. We were still essentially locked down, but we were able to start um, pre-production for filming. Um, but Melbourne was essentially still very heavily restricted, so there weren't. There were mm-hmm. shops weren't open, so we were looking online a lot, and and um, we had some access. To some to some higher places, higher um, providers, uh, costume providers, but um, yeah, so much was online, and we'd have these packages arrive. Might, you know, some large, some small that we were, you know, buying from from could, could have been eBay or Etsy um, or Instagram, and and um, up Beth and the office, part of the office was two stories, and they'd hear us screaming with excitement when things would come in. I don't, I do remember. I'm screaming when when I yes. do, you, do you remember that? <laughs> they they'd hear oh, no. because we'd be so excited and excited for things that arrived, like the green and white dress and jacket set. Yes, that when that arrived, I mean, I've seen that online, and they it was it just arrived in perfect condition. I mean, I oh. it might have been worn once or twice, but I, you couldn't really tell. Um, and that was made in Australia. I can't remember if that was a Melbourne and one. The silver but that dress. The silver dress oh, from yeah, the first scene. Oh, that is so cute. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I would. Oh my goodness. I'd love to show you what that looked like before it looked like that. So see, that was another thing <laughs> she did. Was um, you know maybe what you see on screen isn't necessarily how it arrived in its first. Um, it's not its first creation. So. That the silver one in particular was a was a short sleeve sh- uh, shift dress, a line shift dress that was probably four size two size oh, I don't know four sizes too big for Peregrine. So it was a sack on her, very large. But the fabric was so beautiful, um, and that was something I was really really obsessed with was finding using as much vintage costume vintage clothing as possible um i i can tell when things are made usually on screen unless you're using vintage fabric and it's really hard to find good a good 60s vintage fabric um becoming more and more difficult it's probably easier to find existing pieces so um so that dress it was not not that exciting and then we kept you know i just had it always in the back of my mind i had it on her her rack of to do maybe one day we'll use it and it actually came about quite quite at the last minute I was like I think for the opening scene we need to do something so it wasn't an idea I'd had early on for that opening scene it was something that came out kind of you know 
it was more last minute actually, and I remember lying it on the floor with my my pattern my pattern maker, and um, we we looked at it and we went let's completely open it up. We'll take out the back, we'll take, you know, let's expose the shoulders, make it more fitted, and then we found this beautiful beaded collar and added that collar on, onto it. So so it didn't look like that. It was a very simple shift dress, which is a lot of the 60s were. They had these elaborate fa- fabrics, incredibly elaborate fabrics. I mean, that was embossed. It was, um, it was, it was a beautiful silver color. It had this lovely thread and design. Uh, but it was a really simple shape, just a short sleeve round neck A-line shift. So it was really fun reshaping things, reshaping them to suit Peregrine. So something that had a previous life could become something completely different and have a new life. It was also that was, that was cool a lot of fun. in that opening scene to see James wearing casual clothes. I don't think we saw oh, him wear no, casual yeah. clothes. He the whole that. first season, he always was in a suit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. and you know and that he that, loved it. He loved yes. it. <laughs> I oh, bet, yes. I, I, I bet yeah. you'll love it. I mean, it was like, oh, I'm wearing real clothes. You can <laughs> see how much he loves it, can't you? When he's dancing with Peregrine, uh-huh. I know. He, he actually, he wrote to me early on and talked about the possibility of, of, uh, of where we could see James in, out of his suit to show this different side to him and Beth and I and what, where those scenes could be and what then we you know that was one I think there's 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 another one at the end of that episode and there's there's a few there's a few more throughout the season and it was really nice to show that side of him and he loved it I mean you've seen we we see quite a bit of him you've seen the promo you know what we see when he comes out of the water yeah Yeah, I mean yeah you see a lot of of him in that scene in the water yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and he he loved it just to be able to show that um, a, a, just a different side and out of his armor of of his perfect perfectly cut suit. Um, no, that that was a bit it, of fun. It was lovely because I was like, um, when I saw the promo, I um, I sent a um, email to uh, Deb and and. Um, Fiona and think, oh, I love the new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because exactly. it was just so amazing. It was just, oh, they were just, uh, uh, and, but I mean, I, I love the ideas for the season. Um, I ha- I've only seen the first one. I only saw the architect. So I didn't, I, um, the, the stewardess and the, dog show yeah. and all the stuff that they were talking about and, and the country house and all those different things. Yeah. I thought, this is going to be such a cool season. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, it was challenging because we've got eight eps and eight worlds. The first series, mm. they were the movie link, F4 movie link. So this time... It was, I mean, it was a huge job for Penny and art department to, okay, new world, mm. you, you know, creating, you know, we've got the dog show and what do those people look mm. like, what is this space? So 
yeah, it was a challenge, but it's looking back, you know, it's out of it, you can <laughs> reflect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're proud yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be such Amazing. a cool... I, and it's cool to have eight episodes. That I, you're going to make your fans happy with that. That's so happy. I, I mean, yes. the four episodes were great, but it was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look, these are tighter. The eps being just one hour, they mm. were. It was a different writing structure and different number of clues and suspects and things. But it. Um, yeah, it was, you know, enormous sort of guest cast across their series and things. But a lot of fun and our cast are absolutely divine, beautiful. I oh, can't raise yeah. enough for how generous and loving mm. they are and passionate about the show. And they just, you know, welcomed new cast, loved all the new the worlds and things like that that we went into, and it was—it's a tight schedule. It's a hard, hard show, but um, gets a bit relentless. But yeah, a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah can't can't wait for everyone to see the acts and that's right. Tell so us what were they you think. excited for the expanded amount of worlds? I mean, you said it was hard, but were you excited about the opportunity um, of it? I, Look, definitely, you know, it's a challenging in it's a challenge in the writing. It's hard location-wise. You know, a couple of issues were during COVID. We couldn't get in to look at locations because no one was allowed out of their homes. Except That's right. Yeah. So, so that that presented certainly. We actually filmed the series out of order, so we didn't shoot the first step. Um, like we shoot in blocks, so we actually shot Eps 2 and 3 together. They were the first ones, and then we did 1 and 4, because we also have issues with the cast in COVID. You can, the kissing, how can we have James and Peregrine kissing when we've got COVID and they've all got mm. to be tested? So it had a lot of issues, and the world... It, it meant when you're shooting a longer ep, you can spend a week at a the locate the world location or longer. It, so we shoot mm. each episode in seven days. So every seven days, you know. So um, if we, when we shot the movies, they were fourteen days. So we would be able to spend more time in, like the cooking school or something. Mm. We take over the house. You know, we would move to a couple of houses, one exterior to get the put. We just, if there's a different, even though the schedule, you've got to shoot the same amount of material, there are probably um, less, Costume changes, less locate. Mm. You know, there there are different economies you can find in that longer format. So, mm. and making each world everything different, trying to make the murders, the suspects. You know, can't always be. You know, women who, or, you know, just how the murders mm. done. It's uh, you know the. 
Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot more work. So it's just a different, different format, and to get your mind into that. And yeah. but COVID, COVID really restricted us in lots of ways. In the mm. yeah, yeah, that, yes. that they were probably the most. That was. I mean, you got used to it, didn't you? But it was that was. Um, yeah, that was. They were some big hurdles, especially. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering about. The, yeah. I was wondering about the scenes with. Um, with uh, Peregrine and James and with uh, Samuel and Violetta because they were kissing a lot. Yes. Mm. Yes. Look, we we keep kept cast like different departments, different bubbles. So yeah. cast, cast. Um, you know, everyone was masked up. Cast. We made these special. Um, Masks that they could hold, sort of plastic masks. We called them Tilda after Tilda Swinton because so we <laughs> saw her with one. So we copied those. So here's the Tilda. Like um, a shield. That's right, the plastic shields that yes, they held. Yeah. Yes. But they could, we just, people couldn't go, you know, I probably, um, and, you know, someone who could be, like Penny the costume department couldn't mm. in the production office couldn't come upstairs to us yeah. because we couldn't let costume is dealing with the cast we you know you've got to limit and very carefully limit your exposure but the all the main cast were tested at the start of the shoot they maintained bubbles um and even social bubbles even though you couldn't go anywhere in fact the actress mm-hmm. that plays Louisa and or Louisa and Toby, who are Samuel and Violetta, they live really close. Mm-hmm. During COVID, their partners they'd be walking their dogs together, so they already felt comfortable with each other. But very, you know, we had to get cast to sign off on things, and if they weren't comfortable, we would find another way. Mm-hmm. And with guest cast Peregrine. You know, in Act Two, she fights and wrestles a guy to the ground. Well, how, you know, close does she want to do that? We we actually in the scripting had to go through what's and label scenes a green scene. It's all fine. No one's going near each other. It's sort of um, a red scene, as if it's a kiss, a fight. It's um, you know, amber scenes were with guests cast and our cast and okay how are you going to deal with that and so yeah, yeah it was it was challenging for sure for sure but mm. every show you know it's I see so many American shows on here that they have them wearing the masks because it's just so recently filmed yeah I think we all felt so privileged to keep being able to work that they, yeah, we really did. Yeah. yeah, and they, you know, we had to say to Joel he couldn't go to a gym and he loves his working out. Mm. Joel, who plays James, couldn't go to a gym. He had gym equipment at home and that was to protect Jerry Peregrine mm-hmm. from, you know, they were... So, yeah, we had to put that stuff and they couldn't, you know, people not going out to big parties once we mm. opened up. Things we needed to maintain their safety. 
It makes yeah. sense. My, my yeah. brother actually stopped going to the gym entirely. He works out in his bedroom. Um, he calls yeah. it Dave's gym because that's, he, he got, it's his own private gym. He's got all the weights and the benches and all that stuff, and he's <laughs> happy. I, I guess, you know, you have to do what you have to do and to be happy with your workout and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he yeah, must yeah. be doing that too. Um, Joel must be doing the same because I mean oh, he's he's definitely. in lockdown now. He, he, <laughs> yes, he's well. Joel is actually he's in uh, New South Wales and he's he's actually missed a lot of the lockdown. But he's uh, during some of the initial lockdowns he would be doing. Um, yeah, he has gym equipment, but he'd also be make, taking advantage of something else, like a physical, uh, some object to do use as weights or to. And he loves his working out. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah, that's would right. stop him. Or, or off a garage, he'd be doing his um, push, his lift up. So. Oh yeah, and, and, and oh, oh yeah, and any and and if you remember, but particularly, he was very conscious of he was the, he was showing that his suit was coming off and that he was showing more yes. of himself. So he would yes. he would prepare for that. He yes. was yeah, he was Definitely. really conscious of it. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, <laughs> particularly that scene in his in his little yeah that one scene it, I've only seen it in the preview but I was like whoa I yes. know <laughs> oh, he loved that he, he really did, did. yes yeah. he was very excited when when um, we had to call him for a costume fitting and and I had the <laughs> trunks the little trunks hanging all ready to go and he was <laughs> Very excited to put them on. And, oh. Yeah, it was. Oh. It was well, definitely a looser James good. wearing that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. I know. I know. I love that in in the um, in the promo where you see Peregrine like, whoo, like perfect. Oh my god! I can't look. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was like it's very um, good. I was a little surprised, but I thought it was cool. No, I mean, I just love the casualing. De- you know, um, Paragon gets to wear these great outfits, and mm. uh, Violetta wears these really pretty dresses, but the guys are pretty much wearing the same things all the time. And it's kind of been nice in the first episode, I only saw in the first episode, was... Yeah. Um, James wearing casual clothes, Samuel wearing very yeah, casual clothes. Yeah. It was nice seeing that. <laughs> yeah, I know because yeah. you're in the world with the detectives and the police, so you know they're they they are suited and more formal. So it was nice to show that. And then back to this for the new format of the eight episodes. I mean, you're able to go there because there yeah. were eight different worlds to explore. So there was a lot of space. Yes. within those worlds, within the scripts, to explore that. So it's not just the same visual. You can you can go to those different places with their costumes um, and show other sides of people's personalities rather than just what, you know, you've come mm-hmm. to expect. Um, yeah, I think, I think we were able to have a bit of fun there. And then Peregrine, you know, Beth, I think if we, we talked about this, I... 
I think even, you know, with Peregrine, you just want to change her all the time. You, you know, do. you, you, you want to. Like, we've talked about even if we were to go again, like, how would we put more outfits on her? And, oh, we could. We will, yes. we would, we will, we could. <laughs> you yes. just want to keep... Yes. Oh, because it, it's, it's, that's the fun part of it. It's, you know, and, and especially within a one-hour episode where yes. there's, you know, with, within murder mystery. So you have this resolve at the end. You have the beginning and the end of each ep. You have the main characters carrying I think it's yes. very interesting lines, because uh, Peregrine is a very intelligent girl. She's a very complex girl. Mm-hmm. But mm. at the same time, it's like she's a Barbie doll because she's wearing all these great clothes. <laughs> yes, which yes. is why she is complex and interesting. And and what we were talking about earlier um, before we started, you know, that she has that depth to her. That it's that it is there. There is this humor and lightheartedness, and these these other more serious sides to her and her past that that. Show, that shine through. Um, I think that's a it's a lovely contrast to have. Yes. You know, this gorgeous yes. person that loves fashion and and, well, and she's in you know fantastically inherited this world, this new world, and she has money and privilege that she didn't have to start with. So, so I think that's where her joy comes from, and you can see that that's something that we want that we want to show. That's her character. She's naturally sort of has this free spirit but she's also so happy that she's inherited this world and she's embraced it and loved it so you want to that's mm. one way we can show it she loves showing it her character loves showing showing off that world um and i mean and it's the 60s so it's you know for young people it was about being free-spirited and exploring that mm-hmm. that new that new way of being so so we could show that with with her um and changing her um, as much as possible. <laughs> and not enough. Okay, I have a question as a fan. Are there going to be, can you, I don't want to know what they do or who they play, but are there any guest stars that are really cool that are coming on? Oh, yes. There are, let me see, who's coming on? Certainly in the, oh, you recognize them uh, in the uh, episode four, which is the dog show, you will see Bernard Curry, who was in My oh! Last Murder. Cool. He, 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 plays a, he, he plays a veterinarian. Um, <laughs> he, yes, yeah. that's fun. There's a few... People you might recognise in that coming up in that it. I think also because of, it was COVID and Australian actors were staying here or mm. had come home, we got access to some brilliant people. There's, cool. I think, uh, yeah, some great cast uh, coming up. Who else do we have? I'm trying to work my way through. Um, I know. Interesting. Oh, well, even- Yes, in um, in Ep Six, we've got. In fact, there's a a love interest for Birdie Alexander, and mm. he in real life that is Catherine McClennan's husband. Yeah. Oh. So we. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So that that yes, 
that's uh, and you might recognize he works a lot internationally. Um, or yes, in lots of shows and things. He's he's uh, yeah got quite a nice profile. Um, Yes, sometimes they think who of the top. Yeah, and there was yes. oh, um, Diana Glenn in in episode two. Uh, come come dive with me. Yes, come dive with me. Yes. She's um, she's a well known Diana Glenn is a well known Australian actor and Michaela Banner in Ep One. Who was in Ep the, One? The architect. Yes. Was yeah um, yeah. She's she's a rich, she's also a well known actress. So yeah, we were really lucky. And and yes. also Emma Hamilton. She's um yes. she plays the character Sally, who you'll meet in episode three. three. And yes, she's been Emma's. Um, she's done a lot of work. She was in the Tudors, um, a lot of British shows as well, and had come That's back right. to Australia. Yes, yes. So, yeah. um, I, I um, think also because our main, main cast is so gorgeous, they, mm. the guest cast come and it's a love fest. They love <laughs> love coming on the show. And it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. always the, the, the cast really love each other. You know, they just, yes. they're friends. They enjoy yes. spending time together. They, yes. um, I mean, with, you know, with our restrict, with the restrictive, um, film sets, we weren't able to, you know, maybe it wasn't as, um, we weren't able to be to, together as much. We still, you could still eat um, lunch. Out, we had to be outside and you had to be separate, but the cast, we needed to keep them in bubbles. So, so, but at any chance they could, they just loved being together. You know, maybe yeah. with the restrictions, they weren't able to be together as much as they usually were, but they would otherwise eat together if they could, um, yes. rather than be off in their trailers separately. You know, they they really love um, spending time together, spend a lot of time together on set. You know, their Catherine um, McClement um, as Birdie. You know, she um, when she's on, she might be booked for a few days at a time, a week. On and then she might have a few days off. Whereas, whereas um, Peregrine is there and James every every single day, and Catherine would come in. You know, it was exciting. You could see she loved coming to work. You know, she was, and everyone was excited. They're always excited to see each other. Always, you know, I'd be on the wardrobe bus, and I, you'd always hear them. You know, you hear them coming in the morning. <laughs> you know, Samuel, who plays Toby, he'd be. They were always happy. From the moment, yeah, early in the morning, walking along the street, you know, just happy. Yeah. Happy to walk onto the bus and Louisa would be there. That's Violetta. And, you know, I mean, they they work together every day, but they're just so happy, out of character, to see each other. You know, it's, yeah. it's really I think great. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm. Um, yeah. So is there something, um, I mean, I know... The, the, the trailer tells us a little bit. Is there anything you want to tell us that is coming up that, I mean, I know there's eight different worlds, um, but uh, do you want to tell us anything that we don't know or any cool hints? 
Yeah. Well, there's some... Went out last night on Acorn where Epps 1 and 2. So yeah. people yeah. have... Two. I only saw one, but there's two there waiting for me. No? <laughs> yes, so I won't spoil it for you. Um, but um, I'm just trying to think. We um, Oh, there is... Yes, there's some news. There's lots of news, but we can't really say what it is, can no, we? No, we... I don't know. We can't. And the final lap, I think, is fantastic. Right. I've just uh, yeah. The sound mix on it last night. And oh, really? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And um, everything happens at a party. It's New Year's Eve and a big party at the Adventuresses Club. Oh, and, cool. um, of course, there's murder. Of course, there's Of murder. course. Yeah. But that, yeah. in, that, in that, it happens overnight. They, it all happens in one night. The crime yeah. and the resolution, um, and the, yep. yes, that, and so that that was very different for us doing that. Um, yeah, I think it's really like the yet, you know, the yet, um five is set at a bowling alley, a gang, mods and rockers, as they were in Australia, sort of gang warfare and. In a bowling alley that's got more the touch of that, the 50s of the bowling alley, and mm. there's fun to be had there. Um, and uh, in, then in contrast, there's F6, which is Pigeon Club, which is more European. <laughs> it's got a, a you know, the, the, a lot of older, bearded men, and Got it totally very different, and mm. um, you know yeah, the love of pigeons, and yes, yeah, yeah. That was yes. it's actually a really lovely episode. Actually, you'll notice through the eight episodes, there's really it's there's lots of waves, you know, and there's there's yes. um, some episodes are lighter than than others, and some are more serious, and there's, so it's it's lovely. Um, wave you get a, a ride within yes. all the, the characters and their individual developing storylines so um i think i think that will be interesting it's not just sort of you know even keel is it across the board it's just no this, and the, you know the dog ep, there's a dog oh, yeah. with that the, was so the, the, a dog show and all these dogs and yeah. trainers that was i mean it's a gorgeous opening to to that ep and then mm. peregrine who is trying to elicit some a dog, there was a dog witnessed a crime and and she's trying to lift <laughs> all material in her shorty pajamas. She's yeah. jumping around to try and get the dog to give her a clue. Oh, yeah, yeah that was fun. I, I, yeah. I quite enjoyed that episode, actually. That was one of my favourites to work on. I know. <laughs> it was a gorgeous episode. Yes. Yeah, and some great. I mean, there was some great guest cast in that as well. Um, yes. Uh, oh yeah, that was fun. Oh my goodness. Yes. It moved. Oh, no. it, it, it went so fast, didn't it? I mean, it does. As Beth yes. was saying earlier, it moves so fast. The train starts. Development, 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 and all the planning, and then when oh, yeah. it start, you know, it sort of starts with 
a few people at the beginning and then all these other, it just has momentum and it, it's got yeah. to keep going. And, I know, um, and I think because no. we had that extra time. So we had the first, if the first couple of episodes were, you know, yes, we had a luxury. lot of time, a lot yes. of time to work on them. Yes. But then I, I guess, you know, that just, you know, I look back on it now and I think that just went so quickly mm. into uncharted territory. Yes. <laughs> just yes. keep going. But, you know, that was, that, that was fun. By yes. that stage, we weren't restricted by early this year. So we were in, yes. we were able, we had sort of yes. full, full resources and, um, you know, we were able to buy our fabrics and sort yes. Pretty much as back to normal. Um, mm. uh, yeah, so so that was we we got there in the end. Um, yeah. um, we mm. got to wrap up now, so um, I'm going to ask the horrible question: If this does well, is going to be a season three? Oh, we'd love that. We would love that. So, yes, everyone, get on, watch it on Acorn, tell your friends. Yes, we would love that. We're all fingers crossed. Yeah, cool. yeah, it would be very cool. exciting because I've got yeah. a lot more 60s costumes I need to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really, I am really struggling not to look. Like every now and then I do a sneaky, I start looking. I, I was on doing it on the oh, weekend no. and I have to oh, stop no. myself because it's like, what am I going to do? Do I start buying? Can I buy? Totally. What am I going to do? The show doesn't go ahead. What am I going to do? I'm looking at fabric best going, oh, I just want to. <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel the yeah. same. I know. It really mm. gets under your skin and I think that's working on a, per- a show of a period, yeah. of an era. Yeah, um, you just can't. It gets under your skin. You just can't help but keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be well, seeing fabrics and the jewelry and the shoes and those great old structured mm-hmm. purses. I mean, yeah. oh, to die for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like when you go to a shop yourself. I know you've got darting eyes. You know, um, that's exactly what it's like for me and for yeah. Beth as well. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, We're coming to the end, so I want to give you an opportunity. If you guys have, are on social media, what handles you're under? If you have websites, could you give that to people so they can, you know, contact you and say hi? Do you want to go? Sure, you. Yeah, everyone wants to go first. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I don't have Facebook or Instagram. I'm I'm very um. Uh, I don't have a, a sort of footprint online. I have, um, but you can look at a website, um, and that's pennydickinson.net. Um, so my name, P-E-N-N-Y-D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N.net. And you can, I mean, that's just a basic, very basic website that has my work on there, and uh, um, I guess you could contact me there. Um, yeah, so I, I'm pretty low key in terms of, um, in terms of, of um, online presence, but Beth, you have great. I have, I have, been, and and um, yes, you'll. I I under I'm under my on both Instagram and Facebook. I'm under Beth Fry B E T H F R E Y. I think on Instagram I'm Beth Fry One. Um, but I also have an 
eBay store. It's called Mrs. Robinson Vintage and Designer. I'm on Instagram as Mrs. Robinson Vintage One, and I'm on Facebook as Mrs. Robinson Vintage and Designer. So, yes, I'm addicted to uh, <laughs> to fashion. Well. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, I, I'm going to check them out. Um, I want to thank you both for coming on this show. I really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, that's great. great. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you. me, Sherry. Yeah, clearly you thank didn't see. We don't mind talking about it. <laughs> no, and I love that. <laughs> um, thank you so oh, much. Good. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank you.